0: Shri Vrindavan Shandra ki jaya. Shri Jai Vinda ki jaya. Jaya Shri Shri Go Nita Nita ki jaya. Vishnamara Ram ki Shri Parampara ki jaya. Bhakti Vinod Paribhara ki
1: jaya.
0: Bhakti ki jaya. Go Tre Good evening everyone. Nice to be with you again. And as I mentioned last night, we will entertain any questions this morning. Uh, I have a question now, it just comes to my mind, so it's fair enough. Uh, I was asked if I had a microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't.
1: I so. <laughs>
0: Do I need one? That is the question.
2: Yeah. okay Yes. Yeah, so everyone can
3: hear
0: that is there one available there, uh, no
3: unfortunately we haven't a mic so if you could please kind and of speak a bit loud okay well
0: I will try
1: <laughs> slower
3: mm, slower it's slower, it's slower louder
0: <laughs> <laughs> so any questions
3: we move it closer for the bottom.
2: I think the opposite way will get closer. okay.
0: Now my head is not on
1: the screen. I head never no lights. That's good. I think. Oh okay.
3: If we don't, hmm? if we
0: don't, it's oh yeah, it's better here.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: so my question is on um uh Harinam, Harinam, Harinam Mekatab inverse. Mm. Um so I, yeah, I was wondering in terms of so in Bhakti Rasamata Sindhu, there's uh description at the end that Angrasabhakti, that any of these five can lead um, one to bother. Uh, that fully really engaged in. Um and so and similarly uh you know so it can it can seem quite um exclusive that no other no no other way no other way it's really founded not in the beginning and uh, that's emphasized for us um and then sometimes i uh, people who are a little newer to bhakti come across that verse and they see it kind of limiting and um and yeah, so I was just wondering how to harmonize both from the side of what's in Bacchus and Cinder, but also for someone new who might feel a bit emotionally, um, uh, find it a bit difficult to deal with in terms of one way, only one way.
0: So I've been asked to re- re- repeat the questions as well, because there are a number of translators who are not in the room and they may hear me, but not the questioner. I think that's the idea. So. Uh, just to reiterate the question as I understand it, <clears throat> excuse me, in Bhakti Resumrita Sinnu, there are, to elaborate on it, there are a number of angas or limbs of the angi or the body of Bhakti, which is the subject of the text defined, if you will, Uttambati by Rupa Goswami at the onset. Okay. Anya to Sunyam, Gyan Karmadi, and Abhutam. Anukulena Krishna, Anushila. Bhakti Uttam. So, with regard to the Krishnanushilanam, the ongoing culture of Krishna consciousness, which is, I guess you would say, the through block of his uh, verse, the action being it's, it's unencumbered, this culture of bhakti from karma and jnana. That's a big subject. Not going to go into it, but just to uh, elaborate a little bit on the question. So, uh, having defined bhakti, uh, Rupa Goswami goes on to describe, to say, angas or limbs of the body of bhakti, by which bhakti um, in is participate in, is engaged in, and is in the state of sadhana and is ultimately attained in terms of bhava. So, with Bob, we have the emotive component, and Sadhana, we have the, an active component. Uh, active component continues on, of course, into Baba Bhakti, but it is driven in Baba Bhakti by spiritual emotion. The Angas are of different types uh, pertaining type to speech, um, uh, okay. the body. The mind,
3: Hmm?
0: a consuming uh, process, if you will, outlined there. Now, uh, while there are many Angas of Bhakti, Bhakti, unlike 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 Gyan or Yoga, this yeah, ...methodologies. Unlike jnan and karma, excuse me, jnan and yoga, wherein all of the angas of those methods need to be followed in order to for the method to be efficacious. You can't leave one out. Mm-hmm. Unlike that, in bhakti, you can become perfect by any one of the angas. Some of the, some angas described by Ruba Goswami are principal angas, and others are sub-angas that fall within the uh, principal anga mm-hmm. among some of the principal angas for example those enunciated by prahlad are prominent shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam padasevanam archanam vandanam dasyam Sakyam, atmanivedenam most of you are familiar with these different angas hearing chanting remembering mm-hmm, worshiping the deity and archan and so on and so forth Rupa Goswami gives an example, cites an example from the Bhagavatam of paradigmatic figures in the Bhagavatam who have attained perfection by embracing one of those angas. Sugadev embraced
4: Kirtan.
0: Kirtan yeah. What did Raj Parikshit Marj? How did he become perfect? by shravanam, by hearing, right, mm-hmm. um, par, uh, parlad by smarnam, mm-hmm. Maharaj amburish by archanam and so forth, so any one of the angas they became uh, w- were su- sufficient, mm-hmm. nonetheless of course many are given, so it's very uh, 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 consuming uh, processes uh, offered that the mind can be caught, the senses, the, the body, the speech, and so forth, as I mentioned. So that said, at the end or near the end of his description of the angas, Rupa Goswami singles out five in particular. Mm-hmm. He says that uh, sadhu sangha, nam kirtan, bhagavat shravan, this is three, sadhu sangha, association with the, with the saintly persons, hmm. sadhu sangha, nam kirtan, doing a kirtan of the holy name, uh, bhagavat shravan, hearing the bhagavatam. Hmm. Jiva Goswami comments in this regard. That means the tenth canto. What? Prabhupada said you should not read the tenth canto until you've studied all nine. Uh, so, some is there some contradiction there? No. But he, what the group, what Jiva Goswami is saying is that as one becomes qualified, this is very potent. The tenth canto. This is directly speaking about uh krishna leela that's what the book's really all about right Hmm. Prabhupada would stress reading the other cantos that the 10th canto might not be misunderstood but he gave us his disciples the 10th canto first in the form of the krishna book (laughs) when he was asked about that he said you know he said something like You have to give a little sweet in the beginning, you know, (laughs) encourage everybody. So then those last three, right? Shravan, Sadasanga, Namkirtan, Bhagavad Shravan, then to live in Lal, the Dham. That's very potent. There are many things said about that in the sacred texts. The uh, commentaries extend that to say that if you can't live there physically then you should live there mentally Mm -hmm. it might be better to not live there physically if you could live there mentally because living there should culminate physically living there physically should culminate in, in living there mentally which is to really live there right Unless the mind becomes absorbed, then you'll be somewhere else, wherever your mind is, despite your physical locality, location. So, uh, and then then the the fifth one that he mentions is the worship of the deity. Hmm? Powerful. So he underscores um, these five. And... emphasizing their efficacy so the question is at the same time there is a verse famous verse it says only by the holy name only by chanting the holy name only by chanting the holy name no other way no other way no other way hmm? uh, Harinam Harinam Haranam Kabalam Kolo means in the Kali Yuva Kolo and a stable stable and a stable gati The goal, the gati, the attained only by harinam. So so on the one hand, the question is it seems like there's some contradiction there. And along with that, I should say, um Sometimes, apparently, some devotees react to that verse somewhat negatively because it sounds um, sectarian, um, uh, fanatical, there's no other way, there's no other way, there's no other way. And um, so the, the question is, can we elaborate upon this, Mm -hmm. so we'll try. First of all, um, as I've described, there's one thing going on in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Mm -hmm. in the section that we just talked about, where Goswami is describing uh, limbs of of Bhakti. I believe, uh, yeah, how many does he give so many 60, maybe 64. Hmm. there could be others as well but he um, uh, gives these and he gives examples of them uh, and so on and so forth uh, examples of them uh, uh, in which uh, the full efficacy of observing them is is found to have manifest in someone who did so hmm. not saying that whenever you do them that will happen to you but saying if these have that power to do that, here's an example. So it could happen to you. Hmm? So therefore, we should be encouraged by those examples to take up those angles and ha- consume ourselves, our psycho-biological sense of self, consume it in, 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 in service of Krishna. Now, that's, that's what's going on there, right? He's describing that. Now, the verse... Harinam, 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 it must be in some Purana, Naradiya Purana. It's it's uh, speaking at a different time than Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which was composed by Rupa Goswami uh, about uh, 500 years ago in the 16th uh, century. And Brihadnaradiya Purana is probably, you know, well, much older. Uh, one of a number of Puranas. And the there uh, we can find a consistent uh, message in the Puranic literatures with regard to the, the Kali Yuga as it's thought. Hmm. Um, and the um, uh, method or practice, which we will be most efficacious in Kali Yuga. Now, Rupa Goswami is not contradicting the fact that Namsan Kirtan will be most efficacious in Kali Yuga. But Swami, you're saying most, but the verse says it's the only way. Hmm? It's the only way. And it's saying no other way, no other way, no other way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't mean to contradict, contradict what Ruba Goswami is saying, that other methods, other angos are not efficacious, but it's an emphasis. And the Puranas will take a license to emph- emphasize mm-hmm. for our sake in different ways. Um, they may emphasize, for example, some Puranas that if you do this, this will happen to you, and it seems pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It may be an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Puranas take that kind of a license. Of course, uh, something negative might happen, something positive might happen. It's said, with regard to the holy name, there's no exaggeration mm-hmm. as to what has been said is uh, possible that you what, that you can attain pain, for example, by that, and by a shadow of it. You can attain mukti, and there are examples. Hmm. Um, so, the Purana is uh, great Purana in this case is advocating and emphasizing that in Kali Yuga, hello, this is the Yuga Dharma, hmm. and there's no contradiction to that. In, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching, I often say that is the method to his uh, madness. Hmm. Um, but that's not to dismiss the efficacy of the other angas, the principal ones of which for that matter are, it is recommended that we will participate in them often along with kirtan, like our method of archan. It it, it involves uh, invoking the name Of the deity over and over again with every offering we uh, accompany the 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 arati uh, as chaitanya mahaprabhu did with with some kirtan of the holy name um, and so forth of course kirtan um, effectively includes uh, shravanam hearing So you can't interpret the verse to say only by kirtan and plug your ears, (laughs) because if you hear it, then you'll be doing something else besides kirtan, right? So you have to have a little common sense when you uh, think about these things. Um, And if you do a kirtan of the holy name and chanting effectively, well, your mind will be arrested. Hmm? You may go silent. And chant uh, in the mind. Mm-hmm. I guess that's still chanting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, kirtan is uh, a, the means and the end. We say that Kirtan, Shravanam Kirtanam, the holy name will lead to uh, capturing the mind, turning it into a meditative state. And when that meditation becomes very deep and through the, uh, the Kirtan of the Holy Name, his, the, the Nams form, uh, Rupa, his qualities, Luna and Lila are revealed and one enters into the Lila in meditation and they may be sitting silently before us. But he's alive in a meditative uh, body in the Leela and doing Kirtan, perhaps. Therefore, it's said, Kataganam Natyam Gamanam Apivamsi Priyasati. In that land, then, all of the talking, all of the walking is dancing, all of the talking is singing Kirtan. Because Jīva says, then what must be the dancing and what must be the singing there? Hmm? Right. So, some thoughts about uh, kīrtan. Now, we've covered kind of, I think, part of the question, but still there's this, there's this, no other way, no other way, no other way, that, that tends to sometimes, uh, as is being reported, disturb some devotees. Hmm. Um, Ours is the only way It's not very appealing Mm. these days. And in fact, we almost inadvertently spoke about that last night, Mm. right? There are any number of ways, uh, as we said, Angas of Bhakti. uh, uh, We don't think that anyone can attain transcendence without uh, grace, without some Bhakti. With other methods like yoga and gyan, you can get a visa, passport, but not a visa, because they're they're uh, governed by sattvaguna rather than by the Nirguna, which is transcendent, uh, as is uh, Bhakti. Therefore, it has that efficacy. But um, that in itself, I don't believe uh, needs to sound very. Uh, provincial or exclusive or uh, that uh, by only by God's grace can uh, can only by if the infinite to use Pujapachita Pachito mathematics and poetry that uh, only if the infinite chooses to reveal itself to the finite can the finite know the infinite that uh, makes sense. On its own, the finite doesn't have, does not have the capacity to capture the infinite, but the infinite has infinite capacity, so it can, it can resolve that problem, right? The whole of the Vedic texts are all a you know, form of revelation. It begins with OM, which is an affirmation to the question that I often say human society constitutes. Human society is a question. What is the question? why why am i what is done my meaning what is my purpose everyone in human society is looking for meaning purpose our understanding of why that's the case is because meaning purpose and value all reside in the subjective world in the world an experiential world not in the non-experiential world of matter, which is non-experiential. And it becomes, there's something out there, they said last night, and there's someone asking what it is, It's inside. So that in, inner uh, questioner is, uh, is qualitative in nature. And, and this is consciousness and um, it won't be known or understood that which is experiential from that which is non-experiential. We won't have the capacity to reveal it. Hmm. But material nature can push us by its inability to answer the question. Hmm to turn rather than towards the external world to answer the question of meaning, to look within and find the source of ourself, if you will. So from our perspective, this Atma consciousness is rising to the fore, in human form of life. It is life. Someone asked me the other day about uh, Darwin's uh, theory of evolution and uh, how that fits in. What what did I think of that? Hmm? I don't know that much about it. I'm not a biologist, but I I know enough to know that it's uh, a pretty good biological theory as to um, the fact that biological species adapt hmm, to circumstances that they're presented with. And in that sense, they change or evolve. Hmm. I know enough about it to know that that which has evolved, and in that sense is new, in some form, what's already there. It's an evolution of something that already exists, right? So that's an important point as we'll see going forward. So it's an interesting theory and it seems very useful scientifically speaking hmm? Um, with regard to uh, biology. The problem I would say though with uh, the preoccupation that we find uh, often with uh, biology is when we extend it beyond it's uh, the realm of biology in the center we've got b for biology hmm? and on this end we've got c for chemicals and in this that we have got c for consciousness hmm? evidence for the idea that biology arises out of chemistry is sorely lacking. Hmm? I think they call it a biogenesis. That's a, that's a, was a popular quite some time ago, but evidence for it is is so much lacking that it's just not so much uh, talked about. Hmm? It may be assumed by some people, but that is not a very good assumption. If you yeah. want to tout the by a lot, the evidence, the observance. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> so yeah. another <laughs> All right. <laughs> like 10 people. Okay. 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 So on the one end we have the chem, right, the chemistry doesn't turn into biology, and what is the biological basis for consciousness is the question, and our answer is wrong question. Hmm? There's an assumption built into the question that there is a biological basis for consciousness. Hmm? You see, there's a, so there's a, there's there's already a built-in assumption, and. We are intimidated by it if we're not uh, thoughtful of course yeah you're right what's the biological basis for consciousness which would which would say if there was that uh, consciousness is, was not what we say it is independent of the the uh, um, time space uh, you know continuum independent of the psych of, of mind and uh, and body now to support in a, in a in a minimal way our idea that consciousness is not um, something that uh, is part of biological evolution. We let me refer back to something I said earlier that evolutionary theory is based on the idea the the, the way it works, I should say, is that whatever has evolved. Mm-hmm the new uh, form that is adapted was already there in in another form, in a more primitive form, let us say, uh, previously. So consciousness is experiential. Matter is non-experiential. The physical world, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, um, Uh, there's nothing within matter which is non-experiential that resembles consciousness which is experiential in fact they're polar opposites right Hmm? so you're not going to get experience out of non-experience so consciousness the point being is so different hmm, from what's out there that it's reasonable to uh, conjecture that it's not an evolute, something that evolves from what's out there. Mm -hmm. It is subjective, that is objective, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. There's many, many more more good arguments um, for the idea that there is no biological, physical or chemical uh, basis uh, for consciousness that doesn't rise, arise out of um, the uh, objective world and it is life mm-hmm. so it's what it, it's what gives life to it, it, we could say it's what turns chemicals chemistry into biology there we just solved that problem <laughs> with a different perspective on the conscious so 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 that the theory of evolution it should be kept with within uh, it's uh, uh, understood within these boundaries and then the extent to which it's it's an answer to questions in life well uh, the limitations of that will be uh, apparent when we try to make it the answer to everything that, that that's going on then it becomes a real Problem and, and uh, yeah. now how do we start talking about that? Somebody asked me about that. Always
2: <laughs> <laughs> we speaking
3: about revelation and ohm and yes, and question why, and
0: yeah, so the revelation, as I said, is, is a big ohm, which is an affirmation which says yes, it begins in front of a car, and it's an answer to the question that humans are. The question is not how, but why. And Sometimes it's just too hard of a question, so we just live like an animal mm-hmm. and don't ask why. Mm-hmm. But human beings have the capacity to ask why, question, search for meaning, and so forth, because as we see it, the self, which is a unit of meaning and purpose, consciousness, as I said the other night, matter wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works in Polish or Russian, but uh, in English, it works pretty good. (laughs) Matter would not matter if uh, there wasn't consciousness to matter about it, Mm -hmm. to care about it, to to think about it, to feel about it, Mm -hmm. right? So consciousness is the feeler, uh, that which matters, Mm -hmm. which gives purpose. Mm -hmm. And so in, in a human vehicle, it's 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 facilitated um more than other vehicles other species of life to come out and therefore we're burdened by if you will a a question why which if we pursue uh we find um um, way out of the maze and we find that we have a purpose that's very uh extraordinary Hmm? and uh worth living for. So, um, so, the Purana is a, a, a form of revelation, right? And here, this verse comes in the Puranas. eva kevalam. It's emphasizing uh, the Yuga Dharma for Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, That no other way no other way no other way it means not by gyan not by well not by karma not by gyan not by yoga Hmm? what other ways are there there are no other ways Hmm? these are universal principles karma gyan yoga by acting by knowing by serving, by loving. I think by loving, we would, it would be easy to convince people, by loving you will know most comprehensively. It's a little poetic, but uh, uh, the humanness in us lends itself to uh, identify with, uh, with such uh, Ideas, the humanities, right? <laughs> we're not uh, Doctor Spock here. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I saw a movie once on a plane. It was many years ago, and it was the last uh, Star Trek. You know, and they were looking for God. Uh, those of you who've been under Russian occupation may appreciate this, because <laughs> I learned the other day that they used to come to the school and say. You are, look, you are wearing the cross in, in Poland or you know, other occupied countries, if, if you will, the Soviet Union. Uh, why are you wearing the cross? You're looking for God. Our cosmonauts have gone all the way to the moon. You did not find him in there. <laughs> You've already been there. He's not out there. It's <laughs> kind of a very silly idea, right? Um, what was it? so um anyway yeah. so
3: yeah, yeah
0: so so uh, uh gyan k- karma gyan yoga pa- well uh we karma's action gyan is uh, mm-hmm. is is uh is knowing yoga is kind of a combination of the gyan, so that you could sit and and meditate hmm. um and bhakti is is loving. There are very much universal concepts: karma, jnana, bhakti. Hmm. Uh, and they're uh, in all religious traditions. We have expressions uh, of um, either the, the, the most the broad one, as it is with Hinduism, is the karma path, right? Hmm. And then they have the mystics who are knowers and then there are some that are uh, lovers right Mm -hmm. so um, the verse that you're questioning about is saying not by karma not by gyan not by not by yoga hmm? but by nam which means by bhakti hmm? because why because harinam is an anga of bhakti. So we extend the idea to say, if we say it can be done only by Harinam, Harinam, Kirtan, is an anga of bhakti. Therefore we're saying, not that it can only be done by this anga of bhakti, but it can only be done by bhakti. But at the same time, this particular anga of bhakti is, is particularly efficacious. in in the Kali Yuga. That's the idea. Hmm. Does that help then? Put it in perspective. Yeah. Um, And for that matter, the idea that is being promoted there is that the name of God has efficacy, spiritual power, and particularly in the times in which we live.
1: Hmm?
0: It doesn't say only the name of Krishna.
3: Hmm?
0: It says uh, the name of, well, Hari is a name for God. Hmm? It's saying the name of God. And there are many, Mahaprabhu said, Nam Namakari shaktis. There are many there, there. Primary, secondary, and this is a principle that is raised by all uh, of the major religious traditions in the bible it says that by the what, the word was one or something and what does it say in the beginning, the
3: beginning was the word and, and the, word. Word, was the word was one with
0: god something like that and uh, oh, by uh, uttering the name of jehovah or something or jesus or was dedicated, right, hmm, right? and in, in Islamic tradition, I think you have 99 oh, names God. of God oh, Catholics, God. Oh, Catholics, God.
2: Oh,
0: Catholics oh, have a beat to chant on, also, they're doing prayers, so like,
2: and you
0: have in the Jewish tradition, I think the name is so sacred that you can't say it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is true, actually. You can't actually, Say the name with material senses, but the name can come and purify the senses. That's our idea. But huh? if you want the sputi, the experience, the direct darshan of, of Krishna, well, the senses have to be purified. Hmm. So, uh those are a few traditions, there are, there are others, but it's a fairly uh, well uh, accepted mm, in all the major religious traditions, probably in many of the minor religious traditions as well. And even uh, from in a secular world, we find that uh, taking to the streets with banners and, and uh, horns and chanting, can bring down the whole Soviet Union, for example. So it's a, it's a kind of a secular form of what we're talking about, the efficacy of such in, 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 in Kali Yuga, especially in mass to come together, right? So it's, it's quite a universal principle, I think, that's being advocated there. And what's in a name, oh, there's so much, right? if you come home and your daughter says uh oh you got a phone call did you get his name no Uh -uh. you have the name then you can find everything about them right if you have their id number social security we have in the united states everybody gets a number you have that number you can drain their whole bank account right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um what else another question Yes. I think today is the last day of right? Prathiatra. Ki Jai. Yeah. And Jagannath is going back to the
4: Varaka. And I know that Mahaprabhu wasn't thinking like that, but still he is coming back to the Varaka. So I just wonder how we should
0: think about it, how to meditate with our Jai Jagannath, That's actually not not pretty much talked about. (laughs) It's going back, right? Well, I think that uh, the the Ratha Yatra as it's performed in Jagannath Puri was um, thought of, um, and there are different ways I'm sure that it's thought about because he's uh, a universal deity who's worshiped in many different ways. I've, I've cited a number of times. It's worth repeating that when Pratapuruddha Maharaj, who was the, the king of Jagannath Puri, and um, protected uh, Jagannath from the Muslim uh, invasion, they couldn't penetrate into, into uh, Orissa. Um, Gajapati was very powerful, and so he facilitated all types of Hindus and even Buddhists, coming, and as they did in the Tantric Buddhist, they worship Jagannath. I don't know how, how they thought of him. Hmm? Uh, different uh, Sampradayas, Ramanujamadva, they have a, some idea about Jagannath and so forth. And then, of course, there's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he, the Raj, had never seen that type of worship. But when he stood on the roof with... Um, Sarvabodhan but and his his, his brother-in-law Gopinath Charja and for the purpose of witnessing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates coming from Bengal hmm, for the Ratha Yatra, uh, ostensibly, but really to, to to be with with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, right? Hmm, was their real uh, driving force, and they came. Performing Sankirtan. Now, the king had seen all kinds of worship, right? All kinds of people, as I said, worship Jagannath with different ideas of who he is and so forth. But when when the king saw uh, um, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Sankirtan, he said, what, what What kind of worship is this? I've never seen anything like this. And I think it was Gopinath, the brother-in-law of Sarvamo, who was instrumental in helping to bring about his conversion on the part of Mahaprabhu. Gopinath said, "Shri uh, Chaitanya Shishti. Shi Chaitanya shishti uh, uh, mm-hmm. Prem Sankirtan. This is the Shishti, the creation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. He's given this Golokeru San He's given this to the world, this Prem Sankirtan. Yes, there may be Sankirtan, but this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and he took the Yuga Dharma, Namsankirtan, and he wove it together in a garland with Prem. Hmm? What did he do with it? He gave it to Nityananda Prabhu. I mean, he gave a garland the whole world with that. Hmm? Hmm. So very special um, uh, type of worship and understanding of Jagannath Swami. Hmm. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Jagannath Swami, he saw him holding a flute and with the peacock feather. In Bodhi Vaishnavism, Jagannath Puri is Dwarka, but it's a moment in Dwarka, an eternal moment in Dwarka, in which, in which, Krishna is turning towards Vrindavan, and so his body is transformed. Right, Baladev looks at him, and his body becomes transformed. So Bhadra looks at them, her body becomes transformed. These are sadpika uh, bhakti. The type of uh, involuntary uh, ecstasies and ikar means transformations of of ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Pujupati Shira Maharaj used to describe Jagannath Puri as a train wreck, a mm-hmm. uh, train crash, collision, head on collision between two trains, and thus the condition of Jagannath. It's Damaged, but it's a collision con- of the of the trains, the or, or, or the, the the bhava hmm. which is unstoppable. Hmm. It, it, it's what is it? It's driven by no motive other than itself. It's, 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 it's not a local motive. It's a what's well, local? That's for sure. <laughs> it's a local motive. Local means for those who are a little Spanish, <laughs> it's crazy, right? English too. it's, uh, it's uh, the two, two, two bhavas, the bharas of Dwarka and the bharas of Braj colliding, mm-hmm. colliding. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a beautiful moment um, emphasized in Bhagavatamrita, in the last chapter, I believe the fifth of the first canto of Bhagavatamrita. Mm-hmm. Krishna becomes damaged there. And Nard is the cause who's gone around everywhere asking what is the highest type of worship, Who is the, what devotee has there, all of your mercy, and so forth. And uh, as a result of this inquiry, uh, Krishna is reminded of Braj and he, and he uh, becomes incapacitated and, and so forth. Afterwards, when things normalized, Narada Muni apologized. What did Krishna say? "Guru hmm? upakari Don't think like that. Guru upakari, the upakari, the best helper, the best friend, guru smrti is one who reminds. Me of those who are dear to me. Mm-hmm. This is what Narad Muni did. This is this is the, the Nard who is the Dwarka manifestation of Madhumangal Krishna's, one of Krishna's Narmasakas. It mm-hmm. reminds him, assists him, right, in his uh, romantic life. This is the, the mahavakya over the, the, the first uh, canto of the uh, Great Bhagavatamrita. Hmm? Krishna's parents have a, some role to play in the, in, in, in his romantic life. Yeah. So anyway, a train wreck, right? Hmm? Jagging out this victim of, of this train wreck of con- conceptions. And uh, and then the Ratha Yatra, of course, it's a major festival for Jagannath Swami. is uh, is um, um, thought to uh, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be a, a, a reenactment of Krishna's leaving Dwarka and meeting the gopis at Kurukshetra, right? Mm-hmm. And that's described in I maybe mean, eighty maybe eighty second chapter, I think, or eighty fourth chapter, tenth canto of the Bhagavatam. There Krishna acknowledges that he's purchased by the gopis love. But he says, people approach me, he told them for different things. They approach me for things. They approach me to get away from things and have nothing. And not be tied down by them as they as they do down to be free. Mm-hmm. but uh, I give them things or I give them freedom from things, but I don't give them myself because that's not what they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some people want me mm, in some form, but the way that you want me. what is, this? What is that verse? Mm-hmm. Ah, it, it, samsara Kupam. Hmm. You want me in the Kupam, the well of Samsara, hmm. tied up, domesticated. I'm <laughs> God. People approach me for eternal life, they approach me for things to have. Possessions to uh, acquire. Hmm? Tired of them. People want to get rid of them. Hmm? People approach me formally as God. And dutifully worship me. (sighs) Which puts me to sleep. (laughs) Comparatively. Hmm? It's not that the Narayan is asleep. But comparatively. He's rather static. We don't have a whole log of ryan's Leelas in Vaikuntha. Of course, we have the Leela avatars, hmm? but all of them put together, hmm? and all the stories, tales, the lore the Leelas, hmm? they have. They don't have a, a fraction of the charm of Krishna Leela. Hmm? Lila, is oh, coming closer, he's human-like, but he's not very human-like. Who could be like so dutiful like that? Who could be so dharmic? Hmm? That's not human. Hmm. No. Krishna, he's close to us, yes. He, we bond with Krishna hmm? when we hear Krishna kata, and we hear, yeah, oh yeah, he, I know what he's like. I'm like that too. I have those kind of feelings also. Hmm? this is very powerful hmm? you won't find this in any other spiritual discipline that you can bond and develop some scars deep gutta scar, deep impressions for bhakti hmm? through your exercise really really by invoking your human emotions I mean, that's what we are—a <laughs> bundle of emotions, right? With all, uh, Krishna Leela we'll touch on all the human emotions because Krishna is human-like. Both words are very important: human and like. He's human-like. You have to emphasize both, right? Means he's completely—he's like, but he's not but he's human, but he's he's transcendent. He's God, hmm? acting like human. And he's acting so much like human that he he thinks he's more that he's human than he thinks that he's God. hmm? Drawn to that position by the force of the human emotions reposed upon him or, or arising in the context Hearing about him, his charm, his qualities, his beauty, his his humanness, his uh, his uh, his bad qualities, which we all have, when he disobeys, when he cheats, <laughs> and when he loves as a friend, right, as a lover, as a child. Yeah. And when we, we hear something in the kata at, at some high point, that high point is he's acting like just like us, and then we, that means we're forming some scars for him, hmm? deep tendencies to, that, that that will drive us going forward hmm? in his service. They'll, they'll be there; they they will carry into the next life. Even they will they will. Uh, Gradually and in, in, initially begin to eradicate superficial some scars, material tendencies that we've, we've acquired. Hmm. Even as they're doing that, which seems to take some time, right? Freeing us from our material some scars, they're staying there. Hmm. And when those, the more of those material some scars are. Are are dissipated. They can only be done by by sadhana. Hmm? They 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 will be there, remaining and driving our uh, our uh, bhakti. Hmm? So Krishna lila, uh, hearing about Krishna. Chanting about this, there's this is a very human, uh friendly hmm, form, if you will, of sadhana, very natural. Hmm. Look at gyan or yoga, for, you know, twist yourself up like a pretzel to live in a cave by yourself. It's not very human, <laughs> right? Hmm. So, so train crash.
3: Krishna captured by the love gopis,
0: in Oh, yes, yes, right. So at the, at, in in the, in the Bhagavad uh, Krishna replies to the gopis. He says, Your bhakti is different. What's the difference in it? Well, it's not like other people approach me for things, to get away from things, or just to worship me because I'm God. But you want me. To more or less, he said, to join you in in, in the in samsara kupa, in the well of material life, be domesticated by by you. As Krishna comes into his adolescence, he starts to become domesticated. As Radha starts to get free, <laughs> uh, uh, that's another story. But. Um, It's very peculiar how the Brajabasis are worshipping God. Mm -hmm. Krishna's scratching his head about that. Mm -hmm. He's non different than that. Mm -hmm. So when Mahabhu saw Jagannath Swami, he he saw mm, Krishna, the flute and the peacock feather in Dwarka, turning towards Vrindavan and undergoing these. This bikar this ecstatic uh, transformation. Mm-hmm. So the two—it's a moment Jagannath Puri in in the Dwarka Lila that constitutes uh, like this crash between these two 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 bhavas. Mm-hmm. And Ratiyatra um, then is depicted, as I say, in the Bhagavatam, and, uh, Krishna coming from Dwarka and meeting the gopis in Kurukshetra, where. He has ridden there on an elephant. He is being uh, celebrated by the uh, Brahmins. And uh, it's a big, big event. It's like they built an Olympic, uh, you know, city for, we to the Olympics of Kurukshetra this year. And phew, the whole virtual uh, city w- was erected. And all this going on and the two princes, Ram and keshava uh, in the center and here come some people in the covered wagon with the bull cart to the gates and the lady jumps down and says i have to go in my son's in there who do you think you are stop there <laughs> oh my son is in there oh that the god the princess the god is in there god has come to earth did you not know <laughs> He's living as a prince in Dwarka. He's here for the weekend. (laughs) We're we're his entourage accompanying him. Hmm. But she don't take no for an answer. Hmm. That is Mother Yasoda. No, his mother is Devaki. She is in here. No, 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 I'm his mother. Hmm. Devaki hears that, she's right. Hmm. Let her in. So they come in, of course. Krishna meets with his associates. Ultimately, he meets with the gopis. He has this conversation and he speaks about the kind of love that you have for me, what you want. That's very peculiar. I'm purchased by that. Mm-hmm. So this is outro, right? It's. Um, and, but then Krishna has to go back, right, to Dwarka. Mm-hmm. And the gopis and the Vrajavasis, they have to go back with, without him. Mm-hmm but they go back with some assurance. Mm-hmm. We've got him. Mm-hmm. We know now, the gopis, they think, we know now that he's living in Dwarka physically only. Mm-hmm. But wherever your mind is, wherever your heart is, that's where you are. His heart is with us in Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. There, he's sleeping at night with the queens and calling out to all. Radha, Lalita, the queens wake up. Oh, goodness. They know. They also know he's not really here. (laughs) He's only a a skeleton of of himself. So anyway, when they go back, these are the thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Mahaprabhu and Gopi Bhava are going back. He's thinking, I've got him. He's... He, 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 it's it's not fully satisfying, <laughs> but but it's it's uh, it's it's substantial. Hmm? What he says to them is very substantial. It's 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 a very important section of the Bhagavatam, but it's said to the gopis in private, hmm? because what he says there, if it's heard by the rishis and the yogis and the worshippers of God and by Kunta, they'll think what. God is purchased by these people like this. Hmm? We want to worship him like, you know, uh, like uh, as what goes on in samsara. Hmm? So, well, how do we take those things, those thoughts with him from there? Hmm? Jagannath goes back into his temple. Another question? Yes.
1: I
3: read somewhere, you know, that uh, Sridhar, he, you know, wins against Krishna in the fighting because he's the elder son of the sabalu therefore he's more opulent than Krishna in every way. He has more cows, he has, uh, he's stronger, in, you know, in the game progress and all of these things. Is that, like, true? Right?
0: Should, um is the, um, in terms of the aesthetic theory of uh, Lupa Goswami borrowed from, like, Sahita Dharapanam uh, of, of uh, Vishnu Kaviraj, uh, uh, is the Pitamarda. Marda. is like the hero's duplicate. Hmm. Krishna is the hero. So he has so many qualities like Krishna, Sridhana.
1: Hmm.
0: But um, uh, and he he thinks he's stronger than Krishna, and sometimes he defeats him in wrestling. Also, that that that, that may be true. That is true. Hmm. Whether he defeats him every time, that's another thing. But that is his ego to think like that. that right, the,
3: the point of that scripture is to showcase that because he's the brother of radharani you know, he he has like this. All of these things,
0: you know, has all these uh, opulencees. So. So, well, look, Bishabano Maharaj is there's like the, the, uh, uh, one amongst two principal kings among the cowherds, but Nanda Maharaj and Bishabano Maharaj. But of course, Nanda Maharaj is the principal king. He is the actual king, officially speaking. I don't think anyone had more cows than him. Hmm. but all of the uh, cowherds have unlimited cows. So when we say one has more or another, well, <laughs> it's hard to calculate that, hmm. but this, this is his position. He's the, he's the, he's the uh, uh, principal cowherd friend uh, of Krishna, Priyasaka. And he's, in that sense, he's most like Krishna amongst them. And yes, he does, he, he, it's quite possible that he's stronger than him. He certainly boasts like that, and there are examples of defeating him very uh, comprehensively. Of course, Krishna will not admit it. So, if Sridhar. Pins him to the ground with his shoulders down and says, you see, I have won. And Krishna will say, what do you mean? Your nose is facing down. My nose is facing up. (laughs) Therefore, I am the victor. And all cowards will celebrate. Yay! Krishna has won. (laughs) It's hard to defeat Krishna. Uh, you were saying that Sridharam gets some strength from Radha, but uh, Krishna's all his strength comes from Radha. Who's the best dancer in Vrindavan? Vrindavan Natabhara, Natabhara, the best, the best dancer, mm-hmm. That is Krishna, right? That's his name, Vrindavan Natabhara, the best dancer in Vrindavan. And dancing is very important in Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. But of course, we know from the inside of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that, what does he say?
2: Hmm? Yeah,
0: Radhikar Prem. Radhikar Prem, the Prem of Radha, hmm? uh, is my Guru. Hmm? Radhikar Prem Guru. Hmm? Amishishanata. The Prem of Radha is my Guru. And in Narta, the school of dancing, hmm? I'm, a, I'm a student. She is my guru.
1: So
0: Krishna's power comes from her. He, he's more connected with her than Sri <laughs> What else?
1: Yes. Mm. I've had this question for quite a while, um,
4: many years. I was reading last times of um, when Krishna Chastise Kaliya um, in Bhagavatam. And when, uh, so when he's um, dancing on Kali's heads, and then Kaliya starts to, uh, you know, first he's fighting against it, but then he starts to realise that maybe this person, is the person that he'd heard about from his wives, um, and then he started uh, you know he's the supreme person and then he started to feel some remorse and some regret and then um, I think in the purple he's saying that um, up until that point his wives were thinking like you know let this atheist be killed by Krishna but when he started to show remorse and regret then they realized that he's he's got some sensational some qualities so then they, they wanted to save him and then they started to to pray to Krishna and I'm reading these wonderful prayers, thinking of, you know how amazing they were and what realisation these wives of Kaliya had. And then they were praying to Krishna they were saying to him that they don't know what Kaliya has done to deserve the, the touch of, of Krishna's feet on his head, and they wonder maybe it was something he'd done in a previous life. And then again, I think in the purple, I think says that actually he hadn't done anything to deserve that. It's, it's just his mercy, and that it seemed as if Kali had never ever done a single good thing. And yet, so I wonder from reading these prayers of his wives, it seemed strange to wonder like why they married him if he had never done a single good thing they didn't have any good qualities, and they seemed to be such wonderful devotees that it kind of confused paper so i just wanted to ask you that i don't think they had a choice in the matter
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand but the good thing that kalia did was that uh, uh, the, the good thing in his life was and one of the re- one of the ways to look at this as far as the reason that krishna danced on his head is because he was married to his devotees (laughs) that's why and as bad as he was well still he was nice to them so you know even you have the mafia boss he's just a psychopath and uh sociopath i should say and uh but still he's good to his children good to good to his own you know group right so um so they have a little you know sympathy for him empathy, empathy for him and therefore, they wish you become a nice devotee, also. But uh, you know, it's hard to change your husband sometimes. <laughs> it takes time. Uh, so um, they, they 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 prayed. So uh, Krishna is following their bhakti. and Coming and of course, uh, Kali has also got purified um, uh, under the going to Krishna dove dove in he heard the sound of krishna he saw krishna swimming he saw krishna hmm, doing his matsya imagine that matsya is pretty mm-hmm. matsya is the aquatic fish incarnation nobody can swim like him but here is krishna swimming like matsya that's very special <laughs> is more beautiful than Matsu but he can swim as good as him that's a, that's an aspect of himself right this is very fascinating for uh the uh Kaliya. actually um, he started to become purified even even at at, at, at that time but um but the, yeah, the driving impetus for him to go in the first place, well, is we can look at it from different angles to protect his devotees, to protect, to clear the Jamuna and so forth, to um, take it uh, to... Uh, to, uh, to uh, fulfill the ambition of Garuda also for purifying Kaliya. He, he was... he. Had, it's not that Garuda couldn't come to the Jamuna Although well, he was cursed by Subhari Muni. But Kaliya thought that, and therefore he would be safe. He went there. But uh, wasn't it Garuda put some drops of nectar on a Kadamba tree so that it would remain growing as he knew krishna will come and he prayed krishna will come because garuda is related to uh, the nagas and, and kalia and so forth it's an intimate there's a whole family thing going on there so he had the blessing of garuda or the well-wishing of garuda another he had the well-wishing of his wives and so forth so krishna's there he's very special because he was not a henchman of kamsa hmm. And he was not slain by Krishna as all the henchmen of Krishna of, of Kamsa were, but he was purified. Hmm. Kali Krishna see you guys. Yes.
3: I have a little political question. Oh, wow. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> for <laughs> such elevated topics. <laughs> what is related to uh, bhakti, because in bhakti we are accepting what, what is favorable for bhakti and rejecting what is unfavorable. Yes. yes. This is uh, angle of surrender. So we can see that there are some political systems who are favorable for bhakti, like, for example, democracy, because we can enjoy some kind of freedom, to practice bhakti and spread bhakti, which is the important part of the Lord Chidanya movement, But there are other uh, political systems who are more oppressive, with fundamentalism and, yeah. And my question is-
0: Totalitarianism.
3: Yeah, totalitarianism and so on. So uh, it is why the devotees should engage because of this, uh, uh, to support those systems who are favorable and oppose those who are unfavorable and even to be ready to fight for that.
0: Um, So the question is about politics, political systems in the world and the fact that some are favorable, uh, it would appear more so to uh, bhakti than others uh, in a sense that in a democratic secular state that um, um, has the uh, uh, freedom of religion then um, such a system would be more favorable than a totalitarian system that, or a the, even a theocracy in which only one religion was allowed and others weren't, uh, that would be less favorable. So should we support the former rather than the latter? That's the question, right? And mm-hmm. then Engage actively in that. Um, um, I think it's uh, uh, kind of a a common sense type of a um, answer that if 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 if, if a particular political system is more favorable for bhakti, that you would gravitate towards it and uh, not uh, recommend um, those that aren't. I think that. However, that um, we are devotees, but we're humans, we live in the, in the world, and um, what's going on in it, it, it has some bearing on us, humanly speaking and um, and uh, yeah, I think that there are. Uh, I think that the well, I think that the best form of government is a is a monarchy in which the king is well, what's the term um, bene- a benevolent uh, dictatorship, mm-hmm. benevolent dictatorship. I think, uh, arguably, uh, uh, in political science, that is considered to be the best form of government, but it's a kind of a pie in the sky. It's the Ram Rajya. I mean, it's, you have to enter Ram Leela to find to find that. Hmm. That kind of leader who we already said is obviously not human, right? He's he's too he's too too righteous and too kind. Hmm. Um, but uh, you know by contrast democracy is is uh, is interesting and you know problematic as well because the the majority is not always right. There was a there was a majority in Nazi Germany too, and they were pretty wrong. Uh, so you give everybody a voice, and uh, that uh, so there's problems. But um, so I, you know, you take capitalism and socialism. Well, in capitalism and socialism, uh, you can have uh, you can have friends. Hmm. But in um, capitalism, you, you can't have friends. You have to be at odds with everybody. That's you know capitalism. Um, but you can have more freedoms in capitalism than the social. So there are trade-offs, right? We have, our system is, um, so to speak, the Golok, what you might wonder what the government's like there. Um, it is to, in terms of these two major political influences: socialism, capitalism. It's a, I guess it's a democratic uh, socialism, something like that. <laughs> Closest thing is you know Scandinavia, you know. Uh, so there, uh, you, you, everyone is an individual and completely free, and uh, whatever they desire happens. Hmm. Uh, because all of their desires are uh, under the influence of the sarup shakti, which is moving only for the pleasure of Krishna, and so they're they're completely free, mm-hmm. and they've got lots of friends at the same time. It's not a, one is not at the cost of the other, so uh, both systems are the best takes the best of both. But I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that it's that that it, it it depends, of course, how prominent the political system is becoming. Let's say you live in a democracy, and it starts to move towards an autocracy, uh, that would that would be unfavorable hmm, to your bhakti. That would be something that the more it started to move in that direction the more a devotee will be motivated or pressed to participate in it. Hmm? Mm -hmm. I mean, Bhakti Vinod Thakur was not adverse to the British occupation of India because he said it didn't interfere with this um, opportunity to pursue Bhakti. Hmm? Had it then, well he he would have uh, the, the implications he would have uh, opposed it and uh, joined at least um, in some sense sided with now sided with uh, is one thing but you're asking should we actively participate in it? Well that depends on on your bhakti how removed you are from the world by your bhakti by way of internal, life and experience Mm. Um, so some people some devotees are more in in the world if you will they have more of a religious orientation to the tradition and they have a mystical experiential internal uh, relationship at this point in their lives so like uh you know i never voted you guys probably have voted right some of you Mm. but i i did vote the last time in the united states
1: <laughs> for the
0: first time
1: <laughs> for the
0: first time in my life because there's a guy over there <laughs> you don't want him running your country running it to the ground uh very dangerous uh, person
1: <laughs>
0: that's a fact so and the, you know just the antithesis of the, the benevolent uh, monarch you know is very self centered uh, narcissistic and um, untruthful uh, and so forth uh, just uh, so uh it's ironic that you know, he has a religious uh, you know following so he did the whole uh, such religious uh sector brought into question you know by that but at any rate um i voted you know, against him right uh, so it's, you know, became a little more prominent and I'm a little bit you know, removed compared to most of you, even in terms of, um, the world. So, so it, it depends. Uh, I used to think sometimes, um, cause every time I come to Europe, there's never been a, com- a time I've come here where war hasn't come up. It's usually the, it's usually the world war II comes up. And I'm showing. See those holes? Those are bullet holes. And, there, and that wall over there, you know, this kind of thing. It just, just, you know, it's just, it just has the scars of that uh, uh, World War. And then, you know, then it has the bear over there, that you know, from the Polish point of view, is uh, you know problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, they have had the exper- previous experience of being occupied, and they, and um, they didn't like it. Um, so. Um, what was the point so anyway so um, I used to think sometimes because I kept kept reminding of world war ii what would I have done if I was in you know like Germany and or in Europe and uh, you know that and Hitler was doing his thing and so forth would I there are some nice uh, stories Histories and even documentaries about certain uh, religious uh, uh, members of the religious community of the of the
1: uh, uh,
0: what do you call them priesthood hmm? oh, one fellow I forget I think it was maybe Episcopalian uh, I forget his name forgive me but uh, they. Participated in a plot for the assassination of Hitler. They were found out, imprisoned, and assassin and 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 uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Executed. 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 Thank you. Um, so you know, I thought, well, what would I do? How much would I be involved? And uh, you know, I I would probably be involved, you know, more more than I am now. Uh, and so. It's just a question of degree that is affecting your life, the life of other people, mm-hmm. the fair life, just from a human point of view. Mm-hmm.
3: Um. There's, uh, one statement of some famous English philosopher that the other way for evil to try- triumph is that good people do nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. If
3: I ask this question, so yeah. now we have this war in Ukraine and we know that some devotees, they were killed by fighting. So mm-hmm. do you think this is proper for devotees to such extent in be involved and lose this, you know, human form in such a way?
0: Well, I mean, if somebody, Came to my ashram with guns and things, I'd probably shoot it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a gun, but I have thought about getting one in more recent times. But uh, I'd protect our cows. Yeah, sure.
4: <laughs>
1: I don't. I said, I don't have a gun.
0: I said, I thought about it for the first time in the last year or so, you know. While there's, you know, you might want to have one around, yeah. or two, yeah. So those strange times, <laughs> no doubt. Don't
3: know how to do, how to do. Well, you know,
0: you're talking about, you know, uh, your the, the uh, you know Poland's relationship with Russia and the fact that Russia's wants to expand its its uh, but it's one of the biggest countries in the world. that wants even more, you know, room to be Russian, um, which is what they want to do. Whatever. Um, but um, you know, in my country, it's pretty bad. too. I mean, the war has affects the, the economy and whatnot as well. But uh, but the political system is very it's it's, it's unbelievable. No one would that that would happen. I never could imagine that would happen, but. You know. At the same time, the people of America are very, very, um, uh, largely very overprivileged people. I mean, they're like what they what they think they should have, you know, and, they, and what they do have. <laughs> so, so things and whatnot, facilities and freedoms are extraordinary compared to other places, and they're complaining they don't they don't have enough. Um, They want to be, well, anyway, it's a a mess. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a breakdown of democracy there. It's unfortunate. It's bound to come up, right? Political questions. So what else? Yes. Uh, I have a question. We were actually
5: talking yesterday outside about like past life uh, experiences and stuff like that. And you know, time is running out and you don't know when you're gonna die. So many times I'm like, like develop desires, how, how I wanna end up in next life. So is it good to develop this desire that you don't wanna experience certain things you experience in this life because it maybe was or not good for your bhakti and you want more association and better start in your life. I mean I assuming I'm not gonna go back to God right? It's like that's why I'm preparing. <laughs>
1: uh,
5: but uh, some devotees they have um approach that whatever Krishna do, it's all right so i'm like thinking what approach is better you know,
0: god helps him there's an english that god helps her who helps herself You have to think yeah, about it's, that it's also. Not like
5: I, because i see like even the bodies in that they have greed. they are very one pointed what they want it's not only that they're like whatever krishna wants but they want certain things and they fight for these things, and they want that from Krishna certain service and association, and they're gonna be pointed towards that. Yeah, that's good. So, is it good also to think like that for your future life that you also want certain uh, blessings and association to start and go farther than just um, surrender and it's whatever.
0: Yes. The answer is yes, it's good. It's, it's good. You can say, I just wanna do whatever Krishna wants, but then you could think, well, what does he want? <laughs> is there any way that I would know what he wants? Hmm? So if we look very carefully, we find that um, well, he wants the company abroad, hmm? right? And you uh, find that he uh, can't live without his friends. What is, what is most... Krishna means God overwhelmed by the love of his devotees. Hmm? So if you want to become like one of those devotees... How much will you get, Krishna's attention? You want to be like them? Mm-hmm. They're his very life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Krishna's existing only for them, and they're existing only for him. Mm-hmm. So this is the power of even the ideal of rag bhakti. Mm-hmm. I have my ideal. I want to be like, like this, like uh, handmade Navrata, for example. <laughs> Friend of Krishna, just having that ideal will get Krishna's attention more than you could get it by any other method. So, so you say, well, maybe I should just do what Krishna wants. But we know what Krishna wants more than anything else. He wants that he thrives on that kind of love. Even the love of Bajkuntas is not very appealing to him, formal as it is, dutiful, virtuous, transcendental. That's for his will Murti, Narayan, that side of himself. Hmm? And in that form, he doesn't get so close. There's the the worshiper, and then there's the object of worship. Hmm? But in Braj, that distance between the two is bridged. Hmm? The two become one, dynamically one. You and I become we in love. Hmm? So, Krishna is living only for the pleasure of the devotees. his devotees. His devotees and brothers are living only for his pleasure. Hmm? So, this is what he wants, this is what drives him. Hmm? That information has come to us. So, if we say, I want to be like that, I don't really feel qualified to be like that, but I want it. Is that okay? (laughs) Well, nothing could be more pleasing to Krishna than you want to be like that. That may take some time, but He'll help you for sure. He says in the verse I quoted from Bhavatam, people worship me for this, but people worship me for that people. But what the gopis want, what the Brajbasis want, that's that I'm purchased by that. Hmm? So that's selfless. To want that is to be selfless. Hmm? Now to say, well, I'll just I just want to do whatever Krishna wants. I, I don't want to. Impose anything upon him. Hmm. That's more from a perspective of uh, materially speaking, Hmm. Um, circumstances, and uh, and so forth. Um, uh, Still, even when that, the idea, for example, that we should tolerate, right, just practice, that's emphasized. Thomas Titiksha Svabharata, by tolerance, the fruits of that, and the next person, Giddy says, very desirable. But as much as we emphasize tolerance and depending on Krishna, which is central, depending on Krishna to Sharanagati, I depend on Krishna. Again, you depend on Krishna, that's true, but you use your God-given abilities and intelligence and so forth at the same time. So the same applies. God helps her who helps herself. That's not contradictory to depending on Krishna for one's um, sustenance. And as much as we're told to tolerate, we are also told to Create a favorable situation for your bhakti. So one, I've been told before I met a godbrother some years ago and he said, Maharaj, you should come back to ISKCON. I said, why? He said, well, you know, you you have such an opportunity to to grow through tolerance. (laughs) I said, look, I created my own situation as favorable, and there's plenty to tolerate. <laughs> there, I have to go look for tolerance. That's not the teaching. Look for a tolerance, a situation that you have to tolerate. No, create a favorable situation. And however favorable it may be in this world, you're going to have to tolerate some things, nonetheless. So, so you have to put you know both 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 together. So it, yeah, it's it's. it's uh, Good. You want you want a better situation for yourself, but you want a better situation now. Mm-hmm. Not just in the next life.
1: No, yeah. Yeah. So
0: good. Anything else?
1: What's the time? But it.
0: So we started at five o'clock. So we stopped then and we we'll meet tomorrow. See if you can't come. Otherwise, on what Tuesday? We'll continue our gatherings. the <speaking in Spanish> Go